everyone. Welcome to the Western Front Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for sharing. And just thanks for commenting. This is episode 11, series one. Lockie Reed, we're all smiles on the Western Front. Two teams, two wins. A handy finish, margin 24 points. The Eagles are perfect. Nine for nine in the last two years on Victorian soil. The Fremantle calls one of the upsets of the season as they take down the Cats. What about those Fremantle Dockers? West Coast were workmanlike Lockie. Fremantle, unbelievable. That was the best game I've seen Fremantle play for quite some time. And uh, we're going to go in detail, aren't we, about the game? Because what was impressive about that performance was that not only the youngsters did all the tackling and brought a lot of energy, but the big names, they stepped up at the big times. What a weekend it was for round 20. Fremantle sensational, 34-point win over the top of the ladder. Cats, they have a question mark that... Caddy's there over there taking quokka selfies. West Coast business-like over Carlton, who everyone thought were a really big chance of beating West Coast. Well, it wasn't to be. Brisbane showed they're a contender. Seven straight wins. And the ladder is all very tight as we speak. Lockie Reed, we've got three teams at the top, all separated by percentage. Geelong with a bit of breathing space on percentage. But Fremantle, West Coast, Richmond are coming, GWS and Collingwood. How do you think it's going to unfold, Timmy? I mean, Geelong... West Coast and Brisbane now are on even points. Percentage is pretty good for Geelong. West Coast is 116 and Brisbane is 116.2. So it's 0.3 the difference between West Coast and Brisbane. West Coast just on top at the moment. I can understand why Adam Simpson and Chris Fagan and all the coaches say let's just bank the four points and let the percentage take care of itself. But I was watching every goal yep. go through. You watch the live ladder on the AFL app go up and down, up and down. And it could come down to Brisbane playing Gold Coast and absolutely pantsing them. So I'm sure West Coast Eagles fans will be hoping for that. West Coast playing Richmond, they might be able to lose that game. And still, I think they've got 7% on up their sleeve on Richmond. So look, there's a whole lot of permutations to go. I still think West Coast will finish second. And I still think West Coast can beat Richmond at the MCG. And may it also come down to Brisbane travelling to Geelong yeah. and beating them. That's the big one, isn't it, at the end? I, I, I sort of got the feeling the Cats might be done in terms of winning the premiership. I know they'll be there in amongst it and everything. And if they don't get that Geelong home final, which it seems if they don't finish in the top two, they won't get that. Um, yeah, I just feel, I feel like West Coast could end up top. All right, let's talk about that a little bit more in a moment, along with Fremantle's great win. Wow, it's a big week in the West. And I know we have a lot of Wallabies and Rugby Union fans and expat Kiwis listening in today. The Bledisloe Cup train, they're all in town already. The Kiwis, the All Blacks and the Wallabies. Saturday night at Optus Stadium, they're going to be rolling out the seats, Lockie. They're having rollout seats. They do envisage in excess of 60,000 people. 60,000 at Optus Stadium, it will be the biggest crowd ever. Oh, it's going to be fantastic to see. And it'll be awesome just to see the Wallabies against New Zealand on our ground, Optus Stadium, that we think is just a footy ground, an AFL footy ground, but we've had a bit of soccer, we've had a bit of football from overseas, we've had the Rugby League over here, and now we've got the Union. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran was here. You two's coming. You and me. No, no, the band. Oh, right, yes, yeah. They're still going around you too. <laughs> still going around. Bono. Yeah. The, Bono. Beatles, the Beatles are coming too. Are they really? Hey, Lockie, what about Nick Kyrgios? He won the Washington Open 7676. And he, he's a weird cat. So in the, <laughs> You reckon? In the semi-final, yeah. he was carrying on like an idiot. He was smashing rackets. He was high-fiving people behind. 
I actually, I don't, I don't agree with the smashing rackets, and yeah. I don't, and I don't agree with the abuse and the swearing. But I love what he brings when he's in a space that he thinks it is all about the entertainment, and he can back it up and play. He can play. No one can doubt that. So when he's not being a D head, you like him. Absolutely. When Absolutely. he's being the entertainer, not the. Mm-mm. You can have the Federer, Nadal, uh, Djokovic, yep. who are just out and out professionals, and very rarely do they complete. Djokovic is a bit of a clown, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, and they don't blow Fufavels all that much. Nah. This bloke is next level when it comes to a showman being a showman. Yep. I love it. He he's... grinds my gears. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? He's the modern day McEnroe. And I'm the same as you. Like, I love it when he's entertaining. I love it when he's asking a bloke in the crowd, where do you want me to serve and all that. That's entertaining stuff. But it's the silly stuff. It's the abusing of the umpires. It's the throwing of the rackets. Just the stuff off to the side that he doesn't need to do. If he does the real entertaining stuff, he's the greatest of all time. Have a listen to what he said post-match about the win. Where he was six months ago. Don't worry about six months. Where were you six minutes ago, Nick? Have a listen to this. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Honestly, you know where I was six months ago, some of the things I was doing and I was just putting myself in a really tough situation and to respond like this, having incredible support, um, it's it's amazing. I've had people behind me backing me and they never lost faith in me even though I lost it in myself and this week means a lot. I mean, obviously it's great to get the win but, you know, I've proved to myself and, and a lot of people that are backing me that I still have it and can still produce at the highest level. Yeah, it's an interesting one. So he's basically saying thanks to everyone who stuck by him and believed in him and the team around him. When you don't really see the team around him and the people backing him in, because I think they just go, oops, let's just back away because he's having a moment. I only wish good things for him. I just wish this was the normal, but it's not the narrative we hear enough about Nick Kyrgios in regards to his talent. He's got issues. He's dealing with those issues. But when he's on song, he is so good If I'm his dad, I would give him one heck of a spray. Mm. I would just give it to him got a feeling the family might have a fair bit to do with throwing the mayonnaise and the kerosene right. on the behaviour. Stand corrected. Oh, the bottom line is, super nah, player... i giving it to him. Yeah. He should just give a call to my boys every now and then. Just just listen to the sprays I've given them <laughs> for their behaviour. Do you give them sprays? Okay, every now and then you've got to just... How old are your boys? It, my boys, um, hmm. uh, 21 and 15. And you're still giving you got, them... No, nah, you've got to give your kids just a bit of a rev up every now and then. Okay. okay. Don't really give the 21-year-old now because he could knock me out in two seconds. Yeah, but we're not promoting physical violence no. on the podcast, are we? No, knock me out in a nice way, Tim. <laughs> oh, yeah, blow you over with a feather. <laughs> yeah, that's right. it. Can I just ask you then? I would start running. I can ask you this question yes, then. Yes, Okay, so I'm in a house of females. Yep, yep. Can't give them a cook, can I? No. Do you give no. your two females in your no. house a cook? <laughs> no, 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 well, no. there you go. So why is it okay? No, I don't mean a yell and scream and oh. rant and rave. I oh. mean a come on, behaviour, leadership, come on, get out there. Do the right thing by your team in a sporting sense. Okay. And then... And how does that go? Can you please do your homework? <laughs> <laughs> can you please do your homework? What about tidy your room? Any chance of that happening? No, we've given up on that. We've moved on from... T- just close the door now. In a moment, Steve Smith. Mm. Unbelievable viewing. I stayed up and watched every ball bowled. I'm a bit weary on a Monday. It was really 13 cool. gloves. Did you see that shot? Yeah. Of the, just the 13 gloves he's sitting there. He's just so weird. The idiosyncrasies. He's, he's such an untapped person that I watch him and I go, what's going through your mind? He said that leading up to the test match, he just didn't have the rhythm. 
So that's why I had those net sessions. He went into the nets to find, and he said, as soon as I got the rhythm, that was it for me, I'm done. I found it, and I'll go into the test match. Really. He, he was taking the mickey out of England last yeah. night. He Seriously, I was watching, and, and I know it's all part of his routine. He was like Luke Skywalker with a <laughs> lightsaber, and he was just knocking balls wherever yeah. he wanted to. And then he'd, like, there was even stages, and I know he does it all the time, but it really stood out to me last night. There was even stages where the ball went past off stump fairway. He didn't even bother swinging at it. And he still had a bit of a swing of his lightsaber and just walked away. Yeah. He, he adjusts his power. He pulls up his pants. He gets his bat, and he's, oh, he is just. I mean, I suppose that's how he concentrates, isn't it? He mm. keeps himself up and about the whole time. He's a bizarre. To character. do that for 144 and then 142 runs, uh, quite amazing. And I've got some stats coming up a little bit later in regards to Sir Swamp thing, where we pick a great stat from the social media. I will say this about him though. Last night there was one case where I don't know who was the bowler. One of them, Stokes. And as the ball was getting to him, he went, oh. Because he knew he was in the wrong spot. <laughs> he knew he wasn't going to hit it. He has got so much time. He's an incredible talent. It is a great story. I've never doubted my ability. Um, but, yeah, to, it's kind of a, a dream comeback in a way. Um, to be able to score 200s in a match, in, in the first Ashes Test match, um, it's something I've never done in any form of cricket before in my life. So... Uh, it's it's incredibly special. Let's go back to the time where he was being ushered out of the airport in South Africa. Yeah. So it seems like he was a drug lord. Mm-hmm. He arrived. He had that press conference where he completely he, broke down. When he let down his dad. When he unbelievable said he let down that his dad. emotion and that yeah. roller coaster. Forget almost about the 144 and the 142 in his first test back. Mm. Forget about the runs, but think about the enormity of the mental state and how tough that boy is. That's what amazes me. How tough he is to come from where he was to where he is now, to be on the Ashes stage, to block out the boos and the hollering and the hooting, to make so many runs, then talk about at the state of where... He's coming twice at two for ten. Mm. That's the other thing. He's coming when the Australia's on their knees. I'm positive I heard through the stumps, Mike, him say, Root... I am your master. <laughs> I'm serious. I heard that. Hey, can I say too? Will he I'm, captain Australia again? He doesn't want. I don't want no. him to. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't want, him, want to. him to. I no. want him to be Steve Smith, yes. the greatest batsman of all time. And he can still be a captain. Yeah. He can still be Tim Payne's right hand man. Yeah. He can still be there because I, I watched him when he'd got out and he was sitting there and Wade was batting with Payne and I was watching him sitting up there. He had shorts on. He looked happy. He wasn't worried about when do I declare? Mm. What about the next test? Who am I going to? What's the wicket doing? Lee, he probably does want a captain. That would be the yeah. next phase. And, you know, Tim Payne might not be the long-term wicket keeper for Australia. Payne's wicket. doing a good job, though. Solid. Because He's he brings stability. Person. You know what I see the similarity? When Darren Glass was made captain of West Coast. Oof. You bring a bloke in to steady the ship. Just... Make no noises, apart when you're, play, when you're playing India and Richard Pant and him are bantering about the babysitters, <laughs> which was funny in itself. Yeah, yeah, that's, Which is funny because Tim Bain's got a sense of humour. I don't think Steve Smith's got a great sense of humour. I think you need that to be a captain of a country. How about anyway. when the ball was thrown at him too? And he, <laughs> like most folks <laughs> would turn around and go, you're right, mate, you're right. But he gave him the stare. Yeah. And then even after the next ball, he's still angry about yeah, it. Matthew beautiful, Wade. Beautiful. Matthew Wade and Tim Payne went to primary school together and there they are batting in a Nash's test Amazing. Match. Really cool stuff. Well done to Steve Smith. Okay. Now, we're going to, in a moment, right field, left field, 
Bring on the right field question, if you would, Lockie Reed, for me. Uh, and you're listening to the Western Front Podcast. Thanks for tuning in on a wonderful Monday. Wallabies in town. Steve Smith batting like a sensation. Australia's got England on their knees. Kyrgios had won. And in regards to footy, well, West Coast and Fremantle, they're on top of the wazza. So last week, if you were listening in, Tim had a crack at me for not uh, sticking to the script. Uh, he said that he plans for three hours, that, um, you know, he's got a rundown. And we're going early for the right field question. Is that right, Tim? Yeah, well, Usually it's in the second break. Yeah, but the difference being here, Lockie, is mm. um, it's my idea to do this. You know, <laughs> right. yeah, this is, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if I'm Tim Payne and I'm Captain Australia, I'm not going to look over. A pain, I'm not going to yeah. look over there and have a look at Billy Bo Baggins going, "Hey, I reckon we should bowl Hazelwood." You know, Tim, mate. You I'll make, make the, the decisions. decisions. All right, mate. Okay. All right. Right field question. Yep. And the way it's going, this is going to be very possible. If there was a movie about Ross Lyon, who would play the lead role and what would be the title of the movie? <laughs> Haven't slept a wink with this. Because <laughs> for those who don't know, the right field question is one we've got a bit of time to discuss. Left field is completely left field. And basically, you've got to think of an answer spur of the moment. I've got, and I know you're going to say you've got to give me one title. I'm going to give you two, and I would love the listener on the podcast to let us know on the Western Front Twitter, W Front W, if you're following us on Twitter. In regards to the actor, I discussed it with the girls last night, Abby and Elsie and Bron, and I said, look, think of Ross Lyon and give me the actor. Mm. Um, Abby thought it could be Ernie out of Sesame Street. <laughs> no, no, she did. Or even a bit of Nick Nolte thrown in. <laughs> He's a hard one to, to gauge. Anyway, yeah. uh, or even Tom Cruise. So, look, yeah. the actor part Tom was... Tom Cruise? Yeah. For Ross, he'd yeah. be loving that. Yeah, jumping on couches and all that sort what of stuff. What about... I, I actually yeah, thought... No, no, your title first. No, no, title. give me your actor. I actually thought Robert De Niro, a younger yeah. Robert De Niro. Yeah. Because he could play that real ruthless side, mm. but he could also be the quirky Ross yeah, as well. Yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind that. So yeah. anyway, Your title? I've got two. Okay. This is my favourite question. Of was a good, it was a really good question. Yeah. I don't know if it's your original one, but anyway, <laughs> it may, may have I had some... another one. No, no, I did have another one, but I've made that left field. Mine's boring, my question's to you, but mm. it gets you because you're the footy expert. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. There's two titles. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you, which one you like. Mm-hmm. Lion in Waiting, Life and Times of a Frio Fan. <laughs> How'd that go? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, cool. Yep. Right out. But the one I'm going with is The Cobblers Fail. The Cobbler, but they haven't failed yet, Tim. Are we. Well, you said. Are we, they've made a grand final. In 2013, they just missed out. It's like a cobbler's tail. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with the cobbler's fail. Yeah, but they haven't won anything under his eight years or nine years. They haven't won anything. So it hasn't no. been a success as per se. Mm. Anyway. No, yeah, okay. Tough. Well, I like it. I like the cobbler's bit, yeah. It's cobbler's fail? Yeah, that's good. Because yeah. the cobbler's is uh, let the cobbler's do the cobbling. Yeah. All righty. My question to you is right now, mm. you line up all the West Australians in the AFL, and I know Gary Lyon on SEN Breakfast yeah. has been pushing this mm. big time. Big time. Who is the best West Australian in form, not on reputation, currently in the AFL? Righto. So <clears throat> we could very easily... Um, yeah, roll out the same olds. Go, uh, well, I'm going to roll out the same olds because I have to go a midfielder. There are a couple of greats. Players from other positions on the grounds. Gaff's having... Well, he's not a West Australian. Um, McGovern is having a fantastic year. But 
It's between five Crips, Canelio and Yo. Have I missed someone? Kelly, possibly, but I think I was put off by his game on the weekend. Yeah, I wasn't that impressed. He was his best. I don't think he was he's almost their best. There. I don't think he's in this league of five, Canelio. Really? Nah. Nah. Okay. I'm going five. I think Fife is playing outstanding footy this year, and I thought I'd check up on the stats and compare it to 2015 when he won the Brownlow medal. Uh, played less games. He played, played 17 games so far, 22 in his Brownlow medal year. He's not far off having more contested possessions already with five games possibly to go, probably three games to go because they might not make finals. He's nearly got the tackles, nearly better in contested possessions. Uh, he's one less mark than he did back in 2015 from 22 games. So he's improved his marking game. uh, And he's had nine 30-plus possessions a game this season. He had 10 in that 2015 season from 22 games. He is having an outstanding year, and I think he is a better player right now. If I was to pick a player of West, a team of West Australians, I would start with Nat Fife, then I would go Cripps, and then Cornelio, and then Yo. Wow. Very comprehensive. Very comprehensive. Well, for those who don't know, my impression of Nat Fife changed immensely last week. Yeah, good. He's uh, back at work this week. So he's good. Because he asked how I was. <laughs> and you answered. See, so that's, see, I felt that's good because I didn't think he cared. No, he, but does, he does care. care. So he does, he does care. care. And those sort of things do win you over as well. Do. Can I go back in time? I went to uh, a show. Uh, I was a VIP at the show. I think he does listen to the podcast. Oh, okay. Well, no, because this did, did this did impress me because I don't really know Nat Fife. I don't socialise in his circles. Oh, don't, no, you don't socialise no, He's never invited me to a party or anything like that at the Fife Mansion. Do you reckon he would invite me? I tell you what, yeah. he'd have a party at his mansion, and I'm going to I'm going to make hand on heart. Yeah. And I don't reckon he'd invite his Fremantle teammates, let alone you, mate. <laughs> well, I reckon he should invite me. I'd love to go down to the Fife Mansion, just you know, have a chat to him. Anyway, it was several years ago. We were at the uh, we were at a show. I can't even remember what show it was. It was at the Burswood, the Crown. I think it was the Burswood back then. And I took my daughter along to the show and. I sat next to Nat Fife. He was one along from me. And during the break... Name dropping going yeah, on here. Exactly I right. sat next to Daniel Ricciardo too, mate. <laughs> and during the break, Fife stood up. We were chatting hard for Fife, footballer, journo, having a bit of a chat. He turned to my daughter and said, what school do you go to? And he spent the next five to ten minutes just talking to Mads and myself about school and life and everything like that. So props to Nat Fife. That's the way to do it. Yeah, nice work, Natty. And so I'm a fan. I think he's had a great season as well, yeah. And it'll be mate. interesting. He'll get the three votes, no doubt. Again, he'll probably take home the Bankwest $10,000 Player of the Year. More votes in a moment. Right field question has been covered. Left field. I'll go first on the left field question for you. Mm-hmm. It's a simple one. And so, uh, uh, we've followed this tone throughout the year, and in particular over the last couple of weeks. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready for anything. Which coach in the AFL will be the next to lose their job? And it's not a nice question to ask. But I do believe it's still... So not so much lose will be sacked, but which coach will move on from their position next in the current crop of AFL players, excluding the interims? Teague and Ratton, oh, take I them can't, out. I can't take that because I probably would have gone one of those because I'm starting to think someone will come in from Teague, left Teague, field. Teague to, won't get the job. No, I don't think he will. So he would have been my one if... 
Yeah, well, he's not. He That's not excluded. the question, mate. The question right. is, of the current permanent crop of coaches, who will be next to move on? Doesn't have to necessarily be sacked, but will move on from their position. I've got three candidates, and I think they're the obvious three. All right. Can you give them to four. me? Four. I've got four, I've got five give candidates. Give me the four, and five. then I'll work, because I'm I've really five. trying to wreck through I've got five. That. Okay. Go okay. five. Hinkley, mm. Pike, Worsfold, Goodwin, Lyon. Okay. There's your five, or I think are, and that, look, that's Captain Obvious stuff, really. Yeah. But they're the five that have probably have all got contracts. I think Bush has still got two. I think yep. Pikey's got two. I think Goodwin's got three. Yep. Um, Ross has got one. And Hinkley, I think, has got time as well and doesn't want to go anywhere. What do mm. you got? Uh, if I had to pick. Yeah, you do, because it's so, a question. I know, I know. I'm, I'm just trying to stretch a little bit so that I can uh, uh, think about it. Look, I, you know I, I'm going Pike. I think Pike is under more pressure than anybody now. I think the win on the weekend helps Ross. He'll get another. He'll continue on with his another yeah, well, season next year. No Good one, one wanted. No one wanted Ross to be sacked in the first place. They were nah. talking about would he get an extra an extra contract extension yeah. beyond twenty. Well, that'll be decided at the end yeah. of next year or midway through Correct. next year. See how they go. Correct. I think Goodwin, as you said, has got several years, but will be under pressure next year if his team doesn't improve. Uh, Woosher on 50-50 on. I don't know whether he'll want to continue or not. But but I think he does now that his team's starting to win. So I think Pike's the one under pressure. Good question. All right. Hey, take a break. You've got my left field question. Keep it away. I don't want to know what it is. Yep. We'll take a break. Come back. This is the Western Front Podcast on a glorious Monday, Episode 11 Series 1. Thanks for tuning in. Spread the word. We need a bit of love. We fell down the rankings on the Apple iPod, the Acast and all that stuff and the Spotify last week. We thought we were going okay. But the numbers don't lie. We'll be back with Part 2 of Episode 11 next. Hi, I'm Georgia Love. And I'm Shira Taft. And we are the hosts of The Reality Bite this season, of course, talking about all things The Bachelor. It's cocktails and roses. It's Matt Agnew, the astrophysicist, trying to find love amongst beautiful girls from Australia who are throwing themselves at him. And we're going to be talking about it every week. Watch The Bachelor 7.30 Wednesdays and Thursdays and catch us on The Reality Bite. And ask for a rose. Welcome back to the Western Front Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, so the right field question has been handled and you've asked me and I've asked you the left field and yep. my left field to you was which coach would be moved on or would move on next and you've come up with Don Pike. What's yep. the left field question to me, Timothy Goss? All right, Timmy G. Um, left field question. I want you yep. to commentate the dying stages of the 2019 Grand Final. Okay. This is tough. <laughs> All righty. Ball comes through the middle. Cochin hand passes over the top to Martin. On the end of it was Baker. He's looking forward now to Lynch. Lynch goes up, but McGovern moves him to the side and takes the contested mark. They're against the clock, the West Coast Eagles. He kicks down the line. Hickey up, takes the mark, pushes back off, kicks it further afield. Who's there down the line? Ryan, what a mark at half forward. He looks up, goes inside 50. Where's Rioli? Where's Sheed? There he is again. Sheed's taking the mark 40 metres out, right forward pocket. They need this to put him in front. Sheed, back off the mark. Lines up. Pinpoint accuracy. Oh, yes. Deja vu all over again. The West Coast Eagles are going to win it. 
Very good. <laughs> have you heard that before? I have heard I just that replaced before. Marty Dickie with Higgy. and Marty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, very nice. I, I love it how you, your face is bright red oh. and you nearly fell over when you moved away from the mic. It's tough going, Lockie. Yeah. Nice question. Good, good work yeah. by you. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tim's top three on, a, on that subject. Can I give you Tim's top three? Tim's top three. My top three, Nick Revolt, Jonathan Brown, Liam Ryan. Courageous marks. Oh, how good was Ryan on the weekend? Probably understated by the commentators at the time. Mm. I think they were too busy trying to pump up Carlton. Big, oh. big flight. Courage from Ryan. Not as spectacular as some, but so brave. Anyway, <laughs> back with the flight with the ball. How courageous. And Adam yeah. Simpson said this post-match. Yeah, it was a great mark, wasn't it? And mark of the year, you reckon? Yeah, what do you get for that a car still? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I could see it from a mile away. Um... You know, from the centre bounce, running back with a flight, it must have been 20 metres, 30 metres, full full tilt, and he's 74 kilos. So, um, yeah, magnificent mark. Really proud of that. Now that's high praise from Adam Simpson. He's mm. not one to. No, he never gives anyone any props. <laughs> that was massive. Yeah, that was a big. Hey, mark. that was massive. Hey, some breaking news too, which Ooh. I found out. Mm. No Bruce McAvaney this year at the Brownlow. Yeah. Mm. Handing over the baton. To uh, Hamish. Yeah. Is it Hamish? He's yeah. going to be the man. Well, you know our mate from Stuart Hill, Baz. Yep. Big Baz, yep. I think he wanted the gig. He wanted the well, gig. Well, everyone wants the Brownlow medal gig. I'd love to do it. You'd love to do it after your 54 Sandover medals. <laughs> Did you do Hayden Bunton's oh, Sandover? Up. Announcement? No, but Tom Outridge was there when I did the first one back in 1920, <laughs> the very first one we had. Uh, no, well, look, no, Baz didn't want the job, and he's very too busy doing the, the Sunday show. Yeah. And, and well done to Hamish McLaughlin. He's in a no-win situation, unfortunately, but he's a, a professional, and I know when he's hosted functions, take out his TV talents and stuff, he's an outstanding MC and an outstanding presenter. So well done to Hamish, albeit he works for the opposition. Mm. But we will say this, it's a tough gig and he's in a no-win situation and I'm going to stay off social media on the night because people will slap him left, right and centre oh, because yeah. it's all about Bruce yeah. and how good Bruce is. But it's like you trying to com- comment out Dennis Cometti. It look, you look silly. Oh, hang on. <laughs> you do got... Do I? Do well, I you, really? No, you look silly. You don't sound silly. You're no, very good. No, Den- I can silly. I ask you a question about yeah. that? You commented out with Dennis ben, on the Triple M the 94.5, man. Mix 94.5. Yep. Do you learn from him? Yeah. Every time? Yeah. You know, the one thing I've learned from Dennis is you can be the best at your trade and not be an arrogant prick. Because he is the nicest bloke. He walks in, never demands anything, just comes in, sits down, starts conversations as we prepare for the game, and then he just focuses in on what he has to do in terms of just having another look at the players before, just to, you know, get a few little socks down, different boots, you know, just to pick up on a few things. And he just, he's just so easy to work with. So easy to work with. What are you looking at me like that for? Well, because you're looking at me like so easy to work with. <laughs> and then you said the arrogant thing and I'm thinking, oh. Well, let's move on, Tim. Okay. Do you like the top three, Liam Ryan's mark? Yeah, very good, very good. I I actually liked it better because I actually picked it for the first time in eleven episodes. Straight oh, did away, you? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've ever got your top three. Very weird. Uh, Sir Swamp Thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, not a local one with Sir Swamp Thing on this one. It's more about the Richmond Tigers. I thought was quite interesting in twenty seventeen. Uh, okay, hang on, stop. I know this one. I'm not going to preempt you. Yeah. 
But you if don't I like hear, it? No, no, I love it. Mm-hmm. But if you hear it one more time or see it some one more time, it has just sir sw- swamped me. Well, Everywhere over the weekend, but I that's love why it. he's so good. Get on Richmond, the potty. Get, tell everyone on the potty, look, hey! Richmond, twenty seventeen. Yeah. They were thirteen and six at this stage of the season. Points for one thousand six hundred and forty nine. Points against one thousand four hundred and seventy two. They won the premiership that year, Tim. Now twenty nineteen, thirteen and six, same record. Points for. 16.49, exactly the same points for as they were in 2017 and points against 14.82. So they were 10 over what they were in 2017 and I think you can blame Alex Rance for that. Yeah, nice work. Yeah, so it's, a, it's an astonishing stat and if uh, if you read the tea leaves, it could be very much the same this year. They are coming hard at Richmond. My stat, my Sir Swamp Thing stat has been moved aside, but it's something that I'm sure he's across. The last 10 innings in Ashes Tests by Steve Smith. Right. 143, 141 not out, 46, 239, 76, 102 not out, 83, 144 and 142. You know the arguments um, that basketball people have, Goss, about Michael Jordan and he's the greatest of all time and is LeBron as good as Michael Jordan? I don't think you'll ever... You'll never get the old blokes like you and me say that anyone who's better than Michael Jordan. I'm going to ask you this now. Can you imagine in 10 years' time Steve Smith being more of a legend than Don Bradman? Absolutely. Absolutely I can. And no one will take away what Bradman has achieved. No one will... I mean, Bradman is in rare air, but this bloke is on such a trajectory, such a plane of big-time, run-making machine... Forget about what he's done. He 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 fell on his sword on behalf of his teammates. He knew he should have reacted. He got it wrong. But more the man to admit it, more the man to fight back. He could have walked away from the game and counted his money. Unbelievable. And yes, runs made. This guy's heading for absolute. To- I mean, you're comparing Farlap with Maccabi Diva and Far- mm. you know what I mean. You can't. Almost impossible to do. Hard to compare. But in our time, yeah, I'm loving every second. Better than it. Ponting. Yep. 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 Better than Greg Chappell? Yep. Hmm. Okay. Beautiful. Not we better really than Kim talk Hughes. too Not much. better than Kim Hughes. Though. Not better than Kim. Kim Hughes no. is a ripping fella. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Hey, uh, we didn't talk a lot about the Dockers. Have we got time just yeah, to yeah, talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had pretty much about the Dockers. Yeah. Did we? Yeah, but I'm, the, I'm, I'm always having a well, I just wanted to talk to about the young and the restless because I really like Bring that it on. name. Bring it on. Uh, Schultz, Croden, Nyhouse, Demand, Switkowski, Banfield, Darcy, Bewley and Hughes. So they're the youngsters, aren't they? Put aside Brayshaw and Chera. We know they're going to be good players. Brayshaw's really come yeah, he's on. He's really come on. What have you made of their seasons, their developments, and how they played on the weekend? Because as I look at these guys, right? Yep, yep. Ethan Hughes has now played 18 games this season, and he showed that if you put time into a player... He can play well. He was terrific on the weekend. 22 possessions, seven marks. You look at Croden. He's only played the two games this year. Mate. He welcome, showed glimpses on the Welcome to weekend. the Ethan Hughes fan club. I've been saying it for yeah. ages and people have been hollering me down. Ethan Hughes should have played every game. He got dropped last he week, bizarrely. Dropped, yeah. and I didn't find, I, I, that's what, where my argument came about the rebuild. That was weird last week. Yeah. But he got picked and he played unbelievable. And will he get votes in the Bankwest Player of the Year? Yes, he will for this game just gone. I will say this in regards to him. I tweeted something and then deleted the tweet in Tassie 
when he turned the ball over twice and cost them goal, and the momentum of the game against Hawthorne changed, mm, yep. and they were in the game at the time. Skill level, he needs to be better. Yeah, he's but, courageous, yeah, though. Oh, he is really But so he should courageous. be. He's, big, he's a big boy. He's built like Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Unbelievable. He was unreal on the weekend, and he, for me, is the upside of, of Fremantle. I love Switkowski. Yeah. When he's up and about and throwing his body in, he's the next Banfield. I'm not uh, sure. No, that... sorry, the next um, Ballantyne. Yeah, I'm not sure the three of them will work all the time. No, no, no. But it certainly did work for them on the weekend. And in the three, I say Schultz, Croden and Switkowski. I'll tell you who should have been playing all year. And I'm biased because I watched him as a school footballer all the way through. Bailey Banfield. Yep. Oh, he's had five games this yep. year. He should have had another... 10 to 15 yep. games this year. And he, he's he got a body made for AFL football. Put him anywhere yeah. you want. Yep. Just put him as a tagger, put him at halfback, put him at half forward. Just play him. I think he's a midfielder. Uh, I, I think, think he's, he's a midfielder. He is a good player. He is a very good player. Uh, can I just mention this? They're on, a, on the cloud. I, um, I, got a, I had a beef with him. and I, didn't want I to, love beef. And I didn't want to chop it out either. Right. But you know his mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deb Banfield. Deb. And yep. family-owned Willie Creek Pearls. Yep. She bought a cow on Friday night. Right. She bought a baby cow. A baby the cow. The Claremont Banquet Auction, which I was mm-hmm. auctioning. MC. Yeah, an auction, yeah. Deb Banfield was there. Wow. Bought and a she cow. bought a baby cow. Daryl Peniz's farm. Claremont right. legend. So what happens and is... What you, do you get out of the cow? As much meat as you want, because the cow goes to Darden up butchers and gets chopped up for. Oh you. no, we don't want to hear that. Yeah, no, well that's what happens. No, well sorry to the Wouldn't vegans. You put it in the backyard and let it run around. Correct, and she could very well be doing that because she's an animal lover. But you, you've got to feed the boy meat, Bailey. <laughs> so there it is. There. All righty. Hey, hey, Gostrud Armas, read the play, and then we're out of here with the votes. Okay, read the play. Wallabies to end a seven-year yes. Bledisloe Cup drought here in Perth on the home turf. What about the bloke who left the? Western Force and ran in all sorts of trouble. James O'Connor. He's in the team. Yeah. He's a great player. Where's he come from? <laughs> well, he's just remember had to he, work on his brand for a yes, while. Yes, remember when he left the force and he got caught crossing the road and yeah. Peter Vlahos walked up to him yeah. with a mic and said, What's going on? I've got to look after the James O'Connor brand. And we yeah. all went, What? <laughs> what? That's very natural. All right, Damas, mate, because we can't go, go over go. 30. Uh, your Gostradamus. Yeah, my Gostradamus. Yeah. My Gostradamus. Yeah. Having a selfie taken or a photo taken by our man Dougal Wallace. Have you seen some of his Instagram no, just stuff? Just go, Gostradamus, oh, mate. We've oh, been going far too long. No, in the not too long. Oh, no, yeah, this far is long. Too, this is a long one. Yeah, plus a bit of you know, all those grabs are fantastic. Yeah. Well, people have been wanting us to go an hour. No, they haven't. My Gostradamus is we're going to wrap it up now with mm. the votes. Okay, Bank West votes. Uh, Frio Geelong five three. Hughes two. Bradley Hill one. West Coast Carlton. Yo three. Ryan two. And Hickory Dickory Dock with the one. $10,000 thanks to Bankwest. You'll see these votes on the telly. Fifey 26 can still be beaten, Tim. Good luck. Well, actually, it can be squared up. Yeah. Uh, 17 to Bradley Hill, 15 to Walters and Shepherd. Nice work by you. Thanks for listening to the Western Front Podcast. That has been episode 11 on Series 1. Follow us on Twitter, WFrontW. Until next week.